Good morning. Our national nightmare is over. Thank you for joining us on this back-to-back days emergency edition of the Scotty Six-Pack Podcast. I am your host, Kedrick Stumbris. You can find me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbris, and follow the podcast at Scotty Six-Pack for the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. While you are here, hit the subscribe button, leave a nice review, five stars, kind comments, or watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Sixpack. Smash the subscribe button, hit the bell so that you get notified right away when we drop an episode because the Green Bay Packers have fired defensive coordinator Joe Barry after three seasons. It is over. It is over and All of the terrible, god-awful defensive coaches in Wisconsin sports are gone. Adrian Griffin is gone from the Milwaukee Bucks. You can listen to a reaction show about that that we put into the feed yesterday, along with what I think comes next for the Milwaukee Bucks. And now Joe Barry is gone from the Green Bay Packers. And this was... I I am not shocked like I thought I was going to be. Although I am a little bit surprised because it just felt that based on Matt LaFleur's comments, the way Matt LaFleur clearly likes Joe Barry, that he was going to find a way to keep him. It didn't happen here. And the reason I'm not shocked is because if you listen to Matt LaFleur's presser on Monday, the postseason presser, he was asked a question about Joe Barry, and he was asked another question about Packers quarterback coach Tom Clements. And keep in mind, Tom Clements is 70, has been, you know, in in not a football for, for a while, LaFleur got him to come back to Green Bay after, you know, spending his time with his family in, in California. He, he Matt LaFleur specifically said Tom Clements was kind enough to move his family, move himself from California back to Green Bay. Well, when asked if LaFleur would want another season of Tom Clements back, Matt LaFleur gushed and raved and was so excited about the idea. When he was asked the same question, about Joe Barry. He said, well, we're, we're just starting the evaluation process. That distinction, that difference. Matt, Matt LaFleur isn't the best at keeping his cards to the, to the vest. So there was a good chance this was coming, even if I didn't think that it was. Um, And now here we are, looking back at a Joe Barry era, which featured Aaron Rodgers' MVP season squandered. Although that 2021 failure was not on the defense. If you look back at that game, that defense gave up three points in that, uh, divisional round game against the San Francisco 49ers. The offense could score. But 
on a season by season basis, Joe Barry in his career has never been the answer. In 2023, we talked about this on the preview episode for the San Francisco divisional game last week. This Green Bay offense was great, great, sixth in the league by DVOA. Basically takes your play on a down-to-down basis and how that compares to the average in the league. How much better are you than average on a down-to-down basis, play-to-play? Sixth in the league for the Baby Packers. The youngest team in the NFL. Okay? $90 million of salary cap space spent on offensive players not playing on that offense. That offense was sixth in the league. Meanwhile, Joe Barry's defense was 27th. All right. That's not great. Your prior, 2022. Packers offense was 20th best in the league. And Aaron Rodgers had an up-down season. Broke his thumb. Didn't have his best season at all. But Joe Barry's defense still managed only a 20th best season for the defense in the NFL by TVOA. And what if I told you that would be Joe Barry's best finish by DVOA for an NFL season any year he's been a defensive coordinator in the National Football League, 20th. The only time he's had a top 20 offense was 2022 when the Green Bay Packers missed the playoffs. Year before that in 2021, finished 22nd. Although the defense was not the reason they lost that game in the divisional round. You go back to 2016 when he's a defensive coordinator in Washington. That defense was 25th by DVOA. Year before that, 21st. And then his two seasons with the Lions, 2008, 2007, 31st and 30th. Including, of course, an 0-16 season in Detroit. Joe Barry's never been good at this. By all accounts, a very nice guy. Guy Matt LaFleur did not want to part ways with. A guy the players in the locker room had had showed genuine respect for most of the time. It is time, however, to move on. Because if you go back to the show on Monday, which (laughs) feels like a million years ago now, everything that's happened. There was an opportunity missed in San Francisco. And... That's not necessarily on the defense, but the defense got away with some stuff because Joe Barry uh, Barry was facing a a quarterback in Brock Purdy who has shown himself incapable of playing in the rain. Or less capable of playing in the rain than not in the rain. And there was an opportunity missed for all the talk about get all the dead cap off of the books Let Jordan Love and these Packers grow together in 2023 and 2024. Get to 2025, that's when the window's wide open. The window opened two seasons early. There was an opportunity missed to beat the San Francisco 49ers, win one more game 
over a team that you have already beaten on the road this season and get to the Super Bowl. The window is open now. And Matt LaFleur can't get this wrong. Matt LaFleur, who has shown that he is maybe too loyal to assistants. Matt LaFleur, who held on to his special teams coordinator before the team went out and hired Rich Passaccia too, too early. Or for too long, sorry. What was that dude's name? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name. Of him. I'm trying to get there. Such a team's coach, 2021. God. Which, that guy, arguably, was the one who cost you the game against San Francisco in the divisional round. Because your special teams misses a kick, gets a punt blocked. Yeah, that's right, Mo Drayden. Albeit in a single season, but clearly was in over his head the entire time. Did not have... Did not have it. So there's a pattern here that Matt LaFleur, the hardest part about being a manager is having to make tough personnel decisions. There's there's an argument here that LaFleur is, is too forgiving. I don't know. Maybe not. But th- there's an argument here with a couple of data points. And if you get a third data point that says the same thing, I, I would be concerned. So now Matt LaFleur has to get this right. Because the window is open. This is the first big decision of the Green Bay Packers Super Bowl window. I thought this was less likely to happen after Matt Schneidman of The Athletic reported right after that Monday press conference that Joe Barry's contract, which many believe to be expiring, actually was not. Um, so it would have had to be a full-on firing. Looks like that's what's happened here. And we're on to the next. On to the first big decision of the Jordan Love Green Bay Packers Super Bowl window. We're going to talk about that and who might get that job with this next big decision. But first, I'm going to tell you about our friends over at TickPick. TickPick is where I go to buy tickets for anything I want to go to. If I am going to the Milwaukee Bucks game tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Sorry. Brain is just mush. If I'm going to the Milwaukee Bucks game tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers, I I am going because TickPick got me tickets to go. And TickPick doesn't believe in hidden fees. TickPick doesn't believe in service or delivery fees. Price you see is what you're going to get. So download the TickPick app. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. And if you use my link in the podcast description, use my link in the YouTube description, the link on your screen now, you're going to save 10 bucks on your first 
order of $99 or more. Plus, if you find the same seats somewhere else for a better deal, TickPick is going to refund you 110% of the difference in TickPick credit toward your next order. There's no risk. No risk. You're going to get the best price, and if you don't, TickPick's going to get you the best price anyway. So download the TickPick app. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. Click my link in the show description. You're going to save 10 bucks on your first order and never pay service or delivery fees ever again. Uh, coming up this week on the show, we were supposed to be talking about uh, the Wisconsin Badgers who defeated the Minnesota Gophers last night in a, in a close one. Uh, pull, pulled that one out. Defense looking quite a bit better in, in that game. Uh, rewind back to... So we'll try to find some time to talk Badgers before they host Michigan State on Friday. Um, continuing to track the Adrian Griffin fallout, what looks like a likely Doc Rivers hire for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, weird CNN report floating around that the Bucks and and Doc Rivers have an agreement, although multiple NBA insiders are saying that's not true, but CNN is standing behind that reporting as of last night. Very, very, very weird stuff. Um, and then, man, big, big week. Milwaukee Brewers, Rice Hoskins coming to Milwaukee by, by all appearances. They are close to or have a deal, uh, which will bring... A, a first baseman to, to Milwaukee, uh, a, a great fit. And that will be big enough to actually justify do, doing an episode on, or at least a segment of an episode on hopefully getting that done this week. Our, our big picture look at, at the green Bay Packers that might get pushed to next week. Uh, as, as we continue to await the green Bay Packers defensive coordinator news, because we'll, we'll get a better look at, what personnel that defensive coordinator might be looking for. And that will inform some of the draft pick decisions that will inform some of the free agency decisions about what happens with this defense. And so we got, we got, we got a names list. The first, first, first look names list here of who might be defensive coordinator candidates for the green Bay Packers. And these were kind of just off the top of my head. Did 15-ish minutes of preliminary. Let me let me make sure my, my vibes are right here on who I think might be good fits. But from a big picture question. I think it is important to look at who has LaFleur connections Shanahan McVeigh connections that might make sense for LaFleur to bring in here because it seems that LaFleur, Shanahan, McVeigh, they they all kind of pick around from the same tree. Um, have some names that float around there, a couple of names that are outside of that tree. Uh let's let's throw some spaghetti at the wall here before any any real reporting happens. Uh so the first name. Um, on my list, the and let's be clear, these are not. Let's be clear. I say that too much. Um, these are not in priority order of who I think would be best. These are kind of just throwing names at a wall. 
First, Brandon Staley fired as the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers this season after after three years. His defenses were not good with LA. I will I will acknowledge that. Um, but he had the Rams as the third best defense in football by DVOA when he was their defensive coordinator. Now, he was only their defensive coordinator one season in 2020. So one season in the COVID season, which, you know, maybe there's some, who knows there, doesn't seem, seems like everything we've seen from the COVID season in the NFL, at least, is that that is pretty sticky. Uh, that That's true. So only had one season as the defensive coordinator, but was very good. That defense did have quite a bit of talent on it, though. Uh, you, you know, uh, first team, first team all pro Aaron Donald, first team all pro Jalen Ramsey. David had some real talent. So did Brandon Staley capitalize that? And I think the other thing to look at too, is I believe that the following season in 2021, when Brandon Staley was no longer the defensive coordinator with the Rams, that defense was still very good. I believe it ranked sixth in DVOA. So maybe there is enough there to say, well, that really wasn't Brandon Staley. That was the talent around him, but you know, maybe worth an interview. Second, this name is getting thrown around for a ton of defensive coordinator jobs. So I'm, I'm going to put this name on here just because his name is getting thrown around for a ton of defensive coordinator jobs, but I don't necessarily like the fit. Um, this guy has been in football for a very long time, has had a large number of defensive coordinator gigs. And that is, that is Wink Martindale of, of the New York Giants, who is leaving his position as the Giants defensive coordinator. Um, like I said, I don't like this idea. He has not had a good defense since 2020. And I know that I just said, well, maybe there's an idea there with Brandon Staley, although he hasn't had a good defense since 2020. I think the situations are a little bit different because Staley was a head coach. More going on. There's also just only the one data point there um, of him as a defensive coordinator. Meanwhile, Martindale, Spent the last two seasons with the Giants. Two seasons before that as defensive coordinator for the Ravens. Hasn't had a great defense since that 2020 Ravens defense. Um, so two seasons with the Giants and then was the defensive coordinator with the Ravens from 2018 to 2021. Just different because Staley was the head coach. But I don't necessarily like, like this, but his name's getting thrown around for a lot. Want to make you aware. We're getting more into the area of names that I like now and names that I actually feel good about because there is a distinction, I think, right now between coaches, especially on the defensive side of the ball, who are the older coaches, retreads, and then some of these younger guys coming up. And I don't necessarily know that I like any of the retread options. So let's talk about some of the younger guys. And that starts with Jesse Minter. Jesse Minter is the defensive coordinator for the University of Michigan Wolverines, who just won the national title, who have had one of the best defenses in football over the last two seasons. And some of that, of course, is talent, but you have to be able to coach that talent enough. And Minter has NFL experience. Before he came to Michigan, he was coaching under John Harbaugh in Baltimore. So he's coached under both Harbaugh brothers who certifiably know ball. This, this would be a good option that I would like to take a look at. And it is, it is clear that 
Matt LaFleur is willing to take a look at a defensive coordinator from the college ranks. We'll get to that at the very end of the show. After Jesse Minter, L. Harris. Now, this is a name that I think I'd personally be curious in, but I don't think is going to end up being the pick in Green Bay. Don't know if he'll get very far in the process. Al Harris, of course, of course, is a defensive backs coach in Dallas right now under Dan Quinn, under Mike McCarthy. And there's just been tons and tons of buzz about Al Harris in his future, potentially becoming a defensive coordinator at some point in time. Um, and what a better place to throw a name around that a lot of people, fans, are going to get excited about than the Green Bay Packers. And Al Harris would be a fit that I don't know would make sense. Um, doesn't come from this McVay-Shanahan tree of coaches before he was a defensive backs coach for Mike McCarthy in Dallas. He coached under in, in Kansas City along with Andy Reid. So I don't necessarily know the fit there, but w- would be interesting. Will be, will be a name that will get tossed around just because it's Al Harris, just because it's Green Bay. Uh, two names that I think make the most sense. The first one is Ajiro Evero, which Ajiro Evero was the defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers this season. And I know you're saying, well, the Carolina Panthers were booty cheeks terrible. And yeah, the Carolina Panthers were booty cheeks terrible. But most of that had to do with the offensive side of the ball, although the defense was not great. Um, But there was a ton of dysfunction in Carolina. Before that, there was a ton of dysfunction in Denver. Remember, last two seasons, we've had in-season firings for first-year head coaches in Carolina and in Denver. Jiro Evero was the defensive coordinator for both of those teams. So he hasn't really gotten a full shot at this. And last year, that defense in Denver was okay. Which would be an improvement. <laughs> so Jiro Evero has, has been the D coordinator under two in-season firings of first-year head coaches. And there, there is the question here beyond just old guard, young guard of, uh, I believe it was Paul Noonan of Acme, Acme Packing Company and the Shepherd Express uh, who, who made this point first, or at least that I remember making it. Maybe he took it from somebody else. But when you have defensive coordinators, there, there are essentially two types. One, you are... Hiring a guy who runs a scheme that you like. He pushes buttons on on a certain scheme. Like Joe Barry, who pushes the buttons under a Vic Fangio scheme. The difference between Joe Barry and Vic Fangio, though, is that Vic Fangio isn't just the button pusher. He is the savant. You need the best defensive coordinators are savants. They are the ones actually figuring out new things, learning on the fly, 
how to adapt to the offenses in the NFL that get away with everything. So it is better to hire a savant, a football guy, a ball knower, an innovator on the end. And Ishiro Evero is probably closer to that than Joe Barry is. If only because Ishiro Evero is coached everywhere on the ball, which I think tells you something about his ability to, to find things, to look for things wherever on the football field. He was, I believe, the safeties coach and the passing game coordinator in in L.A. at the time uh, when he was coaching with the Rams. And crossed paths with Matt LaFleur when LaFleur was with the Rams under McVay in 2017. And Ejiro Evero did spend a season in Green Bay in 2016 under Mike McCarthy, of course, as uh, a defensive, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I can't remember. Team control? No, I'm totally blinking. Um, quality control, that's what I'm looking for. So th- there is that. There is some familiar familiarity with Green Bay. There is familiarity with the McVeigh Shanahan tree. There is a season of crossover with Matt LaFleur with the Rams. Jure Avro might make sense. He'll, he'll get a look. And then of course it's Jim Leonard, Jim Leonard, who by all accounts was Matt LaFleur's pick to be DC in green Bay. It, it, it seems pretty clear that Joe Barry was not pick number one. That, that was Jim Leonard. And Leonard turned down the DC job in Green Bay because he thought the Badgers head coach job was his when it was no longer Paul Christ's. Well, that didn't happen. And... It's very hard to see Jim Leonard going back to Wisconsin. I mean, frankly, anytime soon first, because Luke Fickle. Second, maybe ever, at least when Chris McIntosh is the AD. Um, Leonard had a real shot at getting the Eagles defensive coordinator job last offseason. All the reporting says that Leonard chose to take the year off from coaching, coaching instead. Uh, Of course, he was an assistant, an off-field assistant with Illinois under Brett Bielema this past season instead. Um, Jim Leonard makes the most sense here, I think, just because it was who... Matt LaFleur wanted in the first place and would be a, a coach that would excite fans. Not that I think the Packers make decisions based off of that, but it's going to get a lot of buzz. You're going to hear a lot about it. Jim Leonard values not having to uproot his family. And I frankly think there's a better chance Jim Leonard lands in the NFL than lands with a coaching job 
in the college ranks. So that's my list for now. Brandon Staley, Wink Martindale, pretty mint on both of them, but their names, they're going to get tossed around. Al Harris, going to excite some fans, but I don't know that it makes the most sense as a fit. Jesse Minter, exciting. And then the two best fits, I think, that I could come up with off the top of my head, Jiro Evero and Jim Leonard. So off we go. Off we go. Joe Barry, off you go. Best of luck, I suppose. And stay tuned to the feed because who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe we have next week, two weeks from now, we have an emergency. Jim Leonard is the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator emergency episode. I think it's the only only uh, D coordinator hire that I would actually do a full-on emergency episode for. But uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll get lost in the sauce of the, of the moment. But stay tuned. Uh Lots of news. I think I'm going to go to the Bucks game tonight. So if you are if you are thinking about making a trip there, let me know. Would love to talk to him shop. And if you're not, stay tuned to the feed. We're going to keep you up to date on the latest in the Bucks head coaching search. For all I know, maybe we're doing another emergency episode today because Doc Rivers has been hired. So stay tuned. Hit that bell. Get notified whenever we upload a new episode. And depending on timing, maybe we'll even drop one of these live. Who knows? Uh, so thank you for listening to Scotty Six Pack Podcast. I have been your host, Kedrick Stumbrus, at Kedrick Stumbrus. You can follow me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, and follow the podcast at Scotty Six Pack for the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. While you're here, hit the subscribe button, leave some kind words in the comments or a review. We will talk to you all very soon. Go Pack.